Hello, everyone. This is Javier Rios of Beat the Gamers, and I'm with my good friend and co-host, Mr. Rick Meister. Hello. How's it going, guys? Today is actually episode three of PS Up All Night, and we always like to open up with what games have we been playing lately, so I'm going to let you open it up, Mr. Rick Meister. Okay, so games I've been playing, I'm still actually playing Sackboy, because I am terrible at being consistent in playing <laughs> um <laughs> but I, I i'm that's the one i've been playing and um and that the only reason really is that i haven't been playing this week is because like as you know i started a new job and nice. it's it's uh it's 12 to 9 it's a work from home that's awesome but you would think working from home is going to be great and you're going to have the biggest energy in the world after you're done but once nine o'clock rolls around and i do want to play video games I'm like, I'm just going to lay down on the couch. And yeah, I know. <laughs> I know how you feel. I know. I'm like, I just, I don't I even have the energy to do anything else. And then the next day, like, even though I start at noon, it's same thing. I got to get stuff done in the morning adulting. or, yeah, it's just, it's just adulting gets in the way of playing video games. I <laughs> wish I was, I wish I had the means to get the video games that I have now with the time that I had when I was a kid. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, basically just. Sackboy, if I'm talking about just PlayStation, Sackboy, I'm still playing. Other than that, I I did play some retro games on my consoles that we will not speak about here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. I mean, can we? Are we? I know it's an exclusive to PlayStation, but yeah, I've been playing my Switch. That's what I've been playing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, especially uh, now. Mega Man 1, I went all the way through it. I actually streamed that. I had one viewer, yay. And uh, <laughs> I started Mega Man 2. And I'm about halfway through Mega Man 2. I think I beat all the bosses. Holy crap. And I got to go to... Uh, the, the good thing about the Switch, which is I love, I wish I would have had this when I was a kid, rather than doing... I don't know if you ever played Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Remember the, the, the code grid? Like, hey, put these this in your code and you can continue from there? I think so. Yeah. Um, the Switch has save states, pretty much. Uh-huh. Like, I can just save at any point. And so that's what I love about it. I beat all the bosses, and now I'm headed to Dr. Wily. This is Mega Man 2. And I can't imagine... Like, I used to be really good at Mega Man 2 when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm playing it, I'm like, how the heck did I get through? It's fine. <laughs> this isn't as reactions. hard as I remember. Your reflexes are <laughs> slowing down. Because it's all about rhythm. Most of the games are all rhythm-based. Yeah, it's timing. Yeah. It's all the timing, and uh, I remember just running through it, knowing when to jump, when to shoot, when to do this, when to do that, mm-hmm. and not getting hurt whatsoever. And now I'm, like, constantly getting <laughs> hurt. And there's a rewind feature on that, too. Since it's, like, an emulator, I'm constantly rewinding. <laughs> it's like a bike. Don't worry. After mm-hmm. a few more weeks, you'll you'll be okay. You start doing Papa Willys. So. <laughs> you start beating those games blindfolded. <laughs> what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, I've been kind of dabbling here and there. Um, I right now I'm because they had a showcase last week for Resident Evil Village, and they came out with a demo exclusively for PS5 for right now. It's called uh, Maiden, and you're pretty much a maid <laughs> or somebody, but in a dungeon. <laughs> you're trying to escape this dungeon, and it's pretty much partial of the game, and it's beautiful. It's just like it, it's. The, it, I think they're using the same IP for. For Resident Evil Seven, Biohazard, and your it's first person mode, of course. But the cool thing is, like when you run into things, like there's like chains on the ceiling and stuff. You can you can purposely walk at it, and it, it'll move around and stuff. So it's it's very interactive, and 
I mean, of course, you pick up things. I mean, of course, it's, it's a puzzle game, of course. So you're trying to find certain keys and, and objects to unlock doors. And so I haven't really ran to anybody yet, but I hear, you know, uh, some lady talking shit to you. So I think it's that seven foot, that eight foot tall woman, <laughs> Mistis Miscus. I forgot her name was Miss something. It's sort, of, it's sort of a D. I'm terrible at names. I'm like really bad at names. But it's this tall woman. If you've already seen a meme, like if you're in social media, you'll I've seen see at least few, one or two. And I didn't know what they were about at first, and then I'm like, oh, now I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Supposedly she's like a vampire. I don't know. I, I didn't see her transform into anything, but she's got like crazy ass claws, mm-hmm. as hands, and so um. So yeah, it's it's pretty spooky, and but the, the thing is, you don't have that fear factor, like. Like, after she's kind of, like, taunting you, maybe because I haven't gotten too far, it's like, fuck you. <laughs> I'll keep going <laughs> to these rooms and whatever. Because like, sometimes, you you, sometimes you get kind of rushed and you're running around trying to find stuff because you're not prepared and, you know, everything's new to you. But, like, I started feeling like, okay, there's nothing going to kill me yet because nothing has really attacked me yet. <laughs> so I'm not sure how long the demo is. But then, of course, I'm going back and I, I wanted to test Madden because it was free upgrade. And yeah, I will never go back to my PS4 Pro and play Madden ever again. <laughs> it is so smooth, so liquid. I mean, yeah, there's still those game bugs, you know, you get here and there. And there is one that's still where I'm trying to do the like, face of the franchise. And you start off as a high schooler, then you go to college, and then you go to the pros. Well, I'm in the national um, the, uh, playoff game for the national championship. And I'm in the uh, the first round. And after I beat uh Miami I it keeps loading and I it somehow I have to replay the damn game again. <laughs> and so it crashes and crashes. I it crashed on me three times in a row as I just turned off the game. I was like, you know what? This is not meant to play Matt anymore. It's time to move on to something else. <clears throat> so the next thing I'm definitely gonna go back to is uh is Spider Man remastered. Because I really want to beat that first and then play the the Morales story. So just because I haven't I haven't played Spider Man in what two years. I platinum it and everything, but I, I, I want to complete it so I can do the introduction with Morales and then do the the playthrough for the the standalone game for Morales, just so I can feel that completeness, you know, of the story. You probably don't have to play Remaster, but that's just how I'm wired. <laughs> so, <laughs> but talking about wiring, uh, you got PlayStation Plus coming around the corner, and the cool thing is if you checked out our last episode, we were kind of late to the to the point on the games, but they're kind of holding close to the games to their chest. Like I don't know why PlayStation did that this month, but I felt like in January they didn't release until like the first or the second. It was yeah, yeah. It was really late. Mm-hmm. It was weird, but I mean it was a good thing because it was Man Eater was the PS5 exclusive, and of course there was controversy about that. So the cool thing about that was they were giving people refunds for the game because if you bought it that month or the previous month, they allowed that to happen. So it was pretty cool. And so for this release, there's a Control Ultimate Edition. This one is like a $30 game, straight up $30. Like you cannot go anywhere and get it cheaper unless it's like pre-owned or something like that. And so you're getting that for free. And that, that and the good thing about the Ultimate Edition is the one where you do the free upgrade for the PS5. It's actually the only one you can do it. Because if you think you can be cheap and buy the first version, it won't let you upgrade. You have to have the Ultimate Edition upgrade the ps5 so right there alone that's 30 bucks you just saved so and i'm not sure have you played control no not? i remember when it released and it was uh there was a big big hype around it. oh yeah and it actually like 
lived up to the hype too. I'm not saying like it was like hype up to the levels of cyberpunk or <laughs> <laughs> but it, it 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 was a game that was being looked forward to whenever um they were promoting it and yeah. then it came out and it was it lived up to its to its hype you know so and as far as i know it's still doing pretty well like if it's still keeping like a good price after what it's been two years maybe yeah. since it's been out yeah that's that means it's there's a quality game in there i've never had the chance to play it i don't think i got a copy whenever I was working through GameStop. Mm-hmm. But if it's going to be on PlayStation 4 Plus, you know, like I said, I always download the games anyway, even if I'm not going to play them. That yeah. way I have them in my library. That was one of them that I, I wanted to play whenever it did come out. But I hate being an adult, so I can't play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never bought it on day one, but I remember it was pretty successful for the way PlayStation wasn't really promoting the game. Mm-hmm. I felt like they didn't push it enough. But it felt like it was almost like one of those like best kept secrets until it came out, and then mm-hmm. it was kind of worth the mouth. But then they came out with a game of year edition, and then they had the uh, then they have now the ultimate edition. So I feel like PlayStation now is kind of like okay, we got to kind of milk the cow, and I feel like it's gonna be like, it's probably a cult classic because I keep hearing it from people they constantly like the game. It was nominated as game of the year for, mm-hmm. through IGN and through some other companies, but but that was back in 2019. But um. I mean, for $30, it's a $30 game. I got it for, I got it through Walmart. I still have a seal, too, so I'm probably going to return it because <laughs> I get my money back. But there's another, there's another controversy. It seems like it's almost like every month for returns. Now, first it started off with Cyberpunk. You know, people want their money back, and now they are. And then last month, or technically still this month, January, uh, people were arguing about Maneater. So, and they also honored refunds for that. But this time around, they're kind of miffed because people are still buying control digitally and physically through PlayStation or other stores, and they're getting feel like they're getting screwed over again. I don't think so because I mean that's pretty cool yeah. that they're giving a game like that for free still. And so they do an online petition. They want PlayStation to give them refunds that they bought it like last month. And like I said, I've done that before. I've been screwed over before. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I can kind of feel what they're saying because it is like a $30 game. I think it's like, I think the Ultimate Edition, I'm not sure, but I think it's like 40 bucks in PlayStation Store, 40 mm-hmm. 50 bucks. You know how PlayStation Store, they usually upsell the games, you yeah. know, most of the time, unless it's not on sale. But I don't know. It's just, I see where people are coming from because I've had that happen to me before. I, I said, what, Street Fighter Five that happened to me, but I was like, oh, well, you know, I didn't wait i should have waited and i could have got it for free that's just my bad i just i lost out on it i didn't really throw a hissy fit about getting a a refund but um i think if they're trying to do it with this one it's more of um since what was the last game um man eater Mm kind of setting the precedence of that like well they gave us a refund for man eater if we bought it recently and then now they're doing it with control yeah. But what's going to stop them from doing it? But then at the same time, I'm like, I don't really think the company loses money on it mm-hmm. if they are giving those refunds. Because if you look at it as a, as a, I guess if I'm not a company, but like my, my, my thought process is, okay, I'm going to refund you this money. You can use that money for purchasing more stuff here at the PlayStation store. Mm-hmm. And most of the times, like it's anytime you have like a coupon or a certificate from like Best Buy or anything. Oh, here's ten dollars because you shopped with us so often. Um, 
when you go and use that certificate, you're not going to spend exactly ten dollars. You're going to spend more because it's going to it's going to knock off ten dollars off of something that you wanted before. Yeah. So it's kind of like the way I see it. Like, yeah, they're giving those refunds, but they know that they're going to get that money back and more. Oh, so, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like if they do it, like I think they'll. I think that's what the the mentality is. Like we're going to get that money back anyway. You know, yeah. they're going to spend it with us once again and more. On top of that, so we're giving back thirty bucks. They're going to spend thirty plus twenty more dollars or whatever. You know what I mean? So we're actually going to be making some money. I'm not a business person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think it's worth it. That would be, they might make a sequel yeah. out of it. So, I mean, people come back around and play it. So mm-hmm. even if they didn't get the game out, I think people still buy the sequel. It's just very successful game. It reminds me of Quantum Break, and it was that was an Xbox exclusive. The same thing here, like moving objects and, oh and stuff God. like that. Did you say Xbox? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're from the same company. No, no, maybe the same company or, or like brother-sister company, Redmi, mm-hmm. Redmi Games. That's when people that made uh, Control. I think they're associated with Quantum Break, the developers. But anyway, the next one is uh, Concrete Genie. And that one I was pretty proud of because like earlier this year, I was going on like a PlayStation discount rage. Like I was buying all these <laughs> games that were clearance and and I never made videos about it. I wish I did. And um well there's one, Concrete Genie, and it's a PS4 VR game and it's for free. It's available. I'm not sure kid did you could you play that game without playing? You can play it without the VR because okay. that's how I played it. That's how I and uh and it's got the VR compatibility. Like you can play okay. either or that's I think it's saying. the same game regardless. Like mm-hmm. You can do the controllers, or you can do the VR version. Not, it's not like one of those. I don't know if you remember, like Star Wars Battlefront, where like, oh, there's a VR, and it's only mm-hmm. like a scene from the movie or something like that. Yeah, this is actually the full game that you can either play like a normal person or do it in VR. Yeah. So, and I did play that one when it first came out, and it's actually like it's a it's a different game. It's enjoyable. It really is. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just I never finished it. I think it's only like a fifteen, maybe twenty hour game. So it's okay. like a, it's a good little short play. So if it's you're bored one day and you want to have like it's got a little interesting story to it, yeah. go for it. It's it's definitely a, a good thing on there. I just got to sit down and finish it. So yeah, well, the good thing I have I have a sealed copy because of course I liked it for my collection. <laughs> but now I'm gonna be able to get a digital version of it, so I'm pretty happy about that. So the uh, I guess now there's been a pattern for PS5. They're gonna like first it was uh, Bug Snacks and then now Man Eater. And now this one, it's going to be Destruction All-Stars. Now, th- there's not too much controversy about Destruction All-Stars, but a lot of people were kind of confused when it was first released because they really didn't show a lot of gameplay of it. But they were also asking for sixty nine 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 for that game Lord, up front. Yeah. And they're like, okay, there's a PlayStation 5 exclusive, <clears throat> but what what is this game all about? And they never really released too much of it. And when I pre-ordered the PS5 the first time on GameStop, it, that was that was one of the games that was part of the bundle, and I was kind of like cringing because I was like, I saw another bundle that had like it had Demon Souls and <laughs> and Spider Man Ultimate Edition. I was like, oh, that's the one I want, and it's cheaper. What the hell? <laughs> so um, I was a little upset about that. But the cool thing was when I did get it, it they didn't charge me the seventy dollars for that game because. There was a release that PlayStation said, no, we're pushing back the game because it's not ready. And also, we want to give it out for free on PlayStation Plus sometime next year, like in February. And, of course, they made through with that. And I think it's going to be because they kind of want to make it into like a Rocket League type game. And I remember I, that was one game I regret I didn't 
download for free was Rocket League when it first came out. I was like, I just barely got my PS4. I was still playing Black Flag, and I'm just like, I don't need Rocket League. How long ago did, how long ago did Rocket League go free on PlayStation? It was a month. Ooh. No, I mean, how long ago? Oh, this is like 2014. That long, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, because like, I remember I played Rocket League, but it was after that. I was like, man, I should have got Rocket League too, but yeah, or it might be in my library. I don't know, since I just download stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think it was 14 or 15, but I think it was 14. Gosh, that's seven years ago? Really? It's been out that long? Yeah, I mean, they have physical versions of it called the Collector Editions. Mm-hmm. It's just the game with DLC. But, I mean, I, feel like, I think it's like 20 bucks. You can still get it for it. Yeah, I played it for a good while back in, I think, like 2018. Yeah, yeah, it was a. It's actually a really good game. It's a good concept. Like you wouldn't think, like cars playing soccer. Who's gonna play that? <laughs> but it's actually more exciting than actual soccer. Sorry, soccer fans. It's just I can't sit there and watch a game. <laughs> I like to I play tried. soccer, but yeah. and I'm terrible at it. But it's um that that take on soccer is really good. So uh, what's it called? Roller, roller, roller. What? Roller derby. Oh, the, the Destruction All-Stars? <laughs> Destruction All-Stars. Uh, it looks like a roller derby because the, 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 the characters that are on there, maybe it might have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. But for the gameplay I saw, it just looked like cars running around in an arena, racing each other. Like, Wait, is of... it a cars or is it people on rollerblades? See, that's the thing. I was confused. I, I had no idea what this game was about because I didn't even see any gameplay. I saw like a trailer of people rolling on skates. But mm-hmm. then I see the gameplay... Just recently, because I saw a review video for the games, and I just see cars running into each other and destroying things. That's why about a month ago, people were like, okay, why did they make this game? Why couldn't they just... It's the same developers that did Twisted Metal. Why yeah. couldn't they just do a Twisted Metal game? You know? I think that would have been like some pretty cool nostalgia-style yeah, type game. Yeah, got more people getting that game. You know? and it, <clears throat> Actually, I bought uh, Twisted Metal. I think it was called Black Label or Black something. Like four bucks, but you can play it on the PS4. It's I think they released it on the PS3 years ago, but that was actually one of the very last titles for for Twisted Twisted Metal. But I remember I bought I bought, I bought it for PlayStation One, the one of the very first games I bought it for. It was pre-owned, I think, but it, it was kind of fun for a while. But it wasn't one of those games where I like I was like competing with other friends or anything. <laughs> it just like one of the eat time eat time up, you know, like. Yeah, it wasn't. I wasn't too serious. I always hated racing games because every time I played games back in the day, like on Nintendo, like my thumbs would get sore from like the deep oh my D-pad, God. and I'm just like, there was no analog sticks. Did you ever play uh, Rad Racer on NES? Mm-mm. I think it was called Rad Racer. It was to me. It's like the precursor to Cruising USA, the eight bit version of it. I think that's what Cruising USA took its inspiration from was from Rad Racer, but the the racing games that I do like are the silly racing games like yeah. Mario Kart, uh, Rad Racer was one. Cruising USA is another. I never got into those hyper realistic racers where you actually have to like slow down for the curb, downshift here, downshift. Oh yeah. I just I'm like to me that's boring. I like crashing into things and throwing stuff at people to make them lose. The silly racers is the kind the, that I like. I guess it would be like kart racers, you know. Yeah. That's fun. I don't even know where we went off on this tangent. Like, <laughs> well, no, you know, hey, this is actually a pretty good transition. Because you're talking about crashing. Well, let's talk about stock crashing. Oh, my God. And 
you're, I feel, I feel like you're the one more professional to talk about this because I'm just like the weird guy with the sense of, oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Like, keep talking. But yeah, we're talking about GameStop here. And oh, right. I'll let you open a bunch. Okay. So just a disclaimer I am not any kind of professional <laughs> or advisor. This is just opinion and observation on my part. Um, I really Do have, yeah, I really have a limited knowledge on how the stock market works. <laughs> Uh, really basic knowledge, but I'll try to explain it as best as I can. So as you guys know, the GameStop, the GME stock has uh, gone up. It's been really crazy in the last few days. What's today? The 31st. I think in the last three days, that's where we've really seen the media coverage about the GameStop stock and other stocks that are out there. Uh, The one thing I do want to say is that it's not so much that it's about GameStop. GameStop is just happens to be the stock that they're focusing on. Yeah. And so this, right now. <laughs> this does not mean that it's that GameStop is saved. It just it just happens to be the one that's being affected the most. So please don't think that, oh man, we're gonna be seeing GameStop resurrect, I guess you would say. It's well, I mean, who knows? Maybe it will happen, maybe it won't. Uh, I would venture to guess that it's still not gonna survive much. It might go into a different platform, which we'll get into later. But a little bit on the history that's going on. As we know, GameStop has been on the decline in the last few years. Even with the recent console um, launches, they still didn't see much of a profit because of the pandemic, too. And that that was kind of like a stab in the heart to them, too. It's just it's not been going well for them. So the stocks for GameStop have been going down. The prices have been going down. I think they got down to like four or five dollars a share, which is really low for a company. And then uh, about a month ago, at the beginning of the year, they announced a, a new CEO. I forget his name, but he used to be CEO for like Chewy, which is an online uh, store only. They have no brick and mortar stores. So it's speculated that he's going to take those GameStops and pretty much make it into an internet store. You know what I mean? We don't know what, exactly what's going to happen. So the new CEO came in, the stocks were in the dirt, and then all of a sudden they started slowly climbing in the last month. Like, And they shot up to like, what What did you say you saw it at? Like, Four hundred or five hundred dollars a share. Yeah, close to around four hundred, yeah. and it started dipping a little bit, but now it's back to three fifty. Yeah. So uh, the deal here that's going on is, if you know a little bit about the market, like hedge funds, I guess they're like rich investors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pretty much, it's called a short sale, and what a short sale is is that they're betting and hoping and thinking that certain stock is going to fail. A certain company is going to fail. So uh, they buy all those stocks at the... Well, actually, they don't even buy those stocks. What what they do is that they short sell it. So basically what a short sell is, is uh, I guess I'll use the same analogy I was telling you about. Like, let's say Javier has... He's got water bottles for sale. And the current price for water bottles are $10 a water bottle. Me as a, an investor, I see that. I'm like, you know what? That water bottle company is going to fail. Those are the, it's just not going to do good. So I'm going to go over to Javier and tell him, hey, can I borrow one of your water bottles? He's like, sure. I said, I'll, I tell him I'm going to pay him back his water bottle and any interest that he wants to charge me in six months. So he lets me borrow that water bottle. And I immediately take that bottle and I sell it at the current price, $10 a bottle. So now I have $10 in my pocket. But later on down the road, I have to replace that water bottle to Javier because he let me borrow it. You know, I sold something that's not mine. So I'm 
hoping that those water bottle prices will go down. And then eventually they do. At the end of my six months, I buy the water bottle. The prices for water bottles are a dollar a water bottle. So I buy the water bottle and uh, pay my $1. And then I go back to Javier. Hey, here's the water bottle I borrowed from you. I paid you back. And then I'll pay you a dollar in fees and interest for borrowing that water bottle. So Mm -hmm. I sold it at 10. I bought it back at one and then paid a $1 fee. So I made an $8 profit. Yeah. So that's basically what short selling is. And now a lot of these hedge funds, they saw that GameStop was failing. They were betting on it to fail. So they, they borrowed or they short sold all those stocks and mm-hmm. they, um, in hopes that it was going to go down and they were going to get make, make out like bandits. But we come to that Wall Street Reddit. I forget what it's called. The Wall, bets. Wall Street Bets Reddit, right? Yeah. They got wind of what was going on, and this isn't anything that a, like um, that somebody with special access anywhere could see. It was all general information. This is all general information that you can search online. They saw that it was overshorted. Um, there were more. What's it called? They saw that those hedge funds were short selling this and hoping for it to fail. So they're like, you know what? Let's stick it to the man. Let's all rally together and buy. GameStop stock, and if you buy, it creates a demand, mm-hmm. and therefore it makes the prices go up for that stock. So everybody rallied, they started buying, and then that's when you see the climb in the GameStop stock, uh, the price, GameStop price or whatever. Um, so it went up to three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars, and so these hedge funds or these fat cats up there, they're pretty much. Uh, shitting themselves because they're losing money. They're like, oh, it's supposed to go down. It didn't. I need to replace the stock that I borrowed. But instead of going down, it's gone up. So now I'm losing money. So instead of like the same water bottle analogy, I sold it for 10. And instead of going down in price, it's gone up. And now it's $100 a bottle. So I got to pay back Javier because I told him by the end of six months, I have to pay him back. So I'm going to have to buy this water bottle at $100. So I buy the water bottle, pay, give it back to Javier. Yeah. He's charging me his fees, another $10 fee for whatever the interest was. So rather than making money, I lost out in $90 or something like that, right? Yeah. So multiply that by the hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of stock and shares <laughs> that these billionaire companies or hedge funds have, yeah. have bought or borrowed or short-selled. And uh, it's just, it's astronomical how much money they're losing. So one of those big ones had to be bailed out by another hedge fund. It was like $5 billion that that hedge fund was like, hey, we'll bail you out. Uh, The controversy about this is that Robinhood, one of the the, uh, apps that people use to day trade, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't charge any fees. Robinhood has an affiliation with that company that bailed out that other hedge fund. Yeah. I forgot what their names are. So... In order to get the, this was what was speculated, and there was more clarity on it yesterday when I was researching it more. So Robinhood and I think another Webull app or something like that, they started to stop people from buying these stocks. So if you can't buy the stocks, it makes the popularity go down, brings the prices down because there's no more demand for it. You can't buy these stocks, but you can sell them is Mm -hmm. what they were saying. So. If you can't buy, but you start selling, that means you're trying to leave the company and that makes it makes the price drop even more. So they have an affiliation with this big parent company and it looks like they're manipulating the market. 
mm-hmm. and definitely does. There's got to be some kind of investigation because they're not out of that. They're not out in the clear. It all is really sketchy. And I'm not saying that that's what they did or that's what they're doing. We don't have the answers yet. We won't know until there's an investigation. So what's it called? Everybody on that Reddit, that Wall Street Bets Reddit is still, they still have their stocks. A lot of them, they're saying hold the line because hold on to your stocks. Because if you hold on to them, it's going to create even more demand and raise the prices even more and screw them over even more. Uh, the thing is, some of the CEOs for those um, like Robinhood and Webull did come out and make statements on why people couldn't buy but could sell. Yeah. And it basically came down to uh, like the, the funds that they have. I don't really understand that. That's like way above my knowledge of the market. But apparently mm-hmm. whenever you're a broker, uh, you have to front up some money whenever trades are being made for whatever certain stocks. So if it's something super risky, there's something called a clearinghouse. They're the ones that actually take care of the final trade or whatever mm-hmm. and get knock out all the kinks. They say, well, this is a really volatile stock, so we need you to upfront 100% of the worth instead of just 20% of what it's actually worth. So these companies didn't have the liquid uh, assets to be able to fund those trades that, that, that were happening, so they stopped the trading on those, on those mm-hmm. apps. Webull was upfront about it. They said, hey, it was, a, it was a problem with funding. You know, We couldn't afford those volatile um, shares to be, to be bought, so we stopped it. And uh, because it's going to bankrupt us or we, we can't guarantee that we're going to be able to pay you for those for those things or whatever. You know, we don't have the funds for it. Robinhood, on the other hand, lied, basically lied. They said it wasn't a money with fun. It wasn't a problem with funding. It was, you know, it was to protect the people. It was to protect. They pretty much made us seem like we're too stupid to understand what's going on or too stupid to to uh, actually take the right answer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't handle the truth pretty much. Can be, you know? <laughs> And so that made them eat, look even worse. So everybody's hating on Robin hood and with good reason. And, um, but I think a lot of people on wall street, that wall street bets, Reddit is still under the impression that they were doing it to help out the, the parent company, not lose money, which it still looks like that. Maybe there, if there are any emails or anything in communication between those two companies, Hey, stop the sale so we can lose money. Then there's definitely a problem there. You know, they're manipulating the market and yeah. whatnot. And that's the whole thing. Like it's, it's okay for them to manipulate the market, but not okay for us to do the same thing and yeah. make out like bandits. So it just so happens to be the GameStop stock. <laughs> so please don't, don't think that it's, it means GameStop is saved. I don't know if it is going to be. The new CEO seems promising. Hopefully he'll take it into, um, into a new excuse me platform, a new way of shopping at GameStop. Maybe it's just going to be all online. Yeah. And GameStop still has a future. It's not going to be the same as it is now. You, I think they're still going to close out stores like oh, no yeah. other. Um, yeah, definitely. I think in the near future, you won't see any actual GameStop stores. Like, you don't see a Chewy store anywhere. It's all online. I think it's just going to be an online store, really. But that's what's happening with the, with the GameStop stock in a nutshell. And that's just yeah. one of them because I think there's AMC. Uh, what was the other one? Nokia or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, some other stocks that they're doing the same. Dogecoin, Dogecoin is another one. <laughs> Which, oh my gosh, it's it's been hard to try to even get into the cryptocurrency stuff with yeah. Dogecoin, and it's anyway, it's it's a mess right now. 
And so far, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it is um, manipulation of the market so the hedge funds don't lose out on money. There's no yeah. clear answer that it wasn't either. There definitely needs to be an investigation. I think it's going to really help GameStop a lot, even mm-hmm. though it's bad PR. Any PR is good PR, and um, exactly, especially for if, if you are right about go evolving and making more of it, being more digital. Because that's I'm more of a digital shopper, and if I, I still buy stuff from games, I I still pre order stuff. A lot of it is not because it's just games, because of collector editions or memorabilia, mm-hmm. and I do it online because I don't have to put anything down. Great, just mm-hmm. like Amazon right now, hopefully, and. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I just got the Resident Evil Resident Evil Village for PS4 the collector edition. The PS5 version sold out like within. Well, I mean, I wasn't really informed when it was dropping because GameStop internet website was like really really buggy that day after the showcase came out. I couldn't even like couldn't even get in on GameStop. It was weird. And so the next day, throughout the middle of the day, I was like thinking, oh, collector editions. So I went back. The only one that was available to pre-order was the, the four version. And that's fine because it's a free upgrade anyway. But yeah, it was like $220, free shipping if it's over a certain amount. And guess what? Zero down. And you have it until you can change your mind and just, you know, cancel or whatever. More likely, I'm probably going to cancel it. But I really like to get the collector edition when it always comes out. And so I think being a digital store would be a lot more profitable than... Because, I mean, the store we used to work at, there wasn't a lot of foot traffic. Most of the time, it's maybe the last few hours, like on Fridays and Saturdays. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where you get the most foot traffic. Yeah, because even with... It was before the pandemic, and, like, I... It was my third Black Friday uh, last... Yeah. Well, it was 2019 uh, Black Friday before the pandemic and anything like that. Um, it was... I have to cut, like, initially they give you tons of hours for Black Friday. Like, extra, extra hours that you're, like, trying to figure out what to do with all these extra hours. Um, you're, like, bringing in your, what are those called, seasonals to just stand there and say hi to people because you need to use up those hours. Because it's really, really, yeah. if anybody's ever worked at GameStop, hours are precious. Like, you, if you get extra hours, use them up. Because if you don't use them, you lose them, and then you're you're screwed. You could have used that, that those hours for something else. Mm-hmm. So Black Friday in 2019, I was still working there, and it was slow. I had to cut it was like 200 hours from my initial Black Friday schedule. It was just, it was just slow. It was just people were. I don't just think there's not... anything special out during that time. I think people were mm-hmm. already kind of prepping for the next yeah, gen, exactly, and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And then usually towards the end of that year, like end of the end of 2020. That's where you start making out like man. That's where I was making out like man. And like Walmart was just like liquidating their game. Here, just take this game. Yes, like literally, exactly. you can have it for a penny or whatever. I'm serious. <laughs> like, I, I was getting really. The only one game I really want to get, and I'll probably talk about it on our PS deals, is uh, Skyrim VR. Mm-hmm. It's 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 always been a sixty dollar game. And it's been out there since VR started. I can get it for seventeen ninety nine. That's really on the good. PlayStation yeah. Plus store. Yeah, I just that's one little nugget I was gonna give you guys, but but <laughs> in Walmart it's still sixty dollars, and like I don't know why, but maybe because it's a complete game and it's Skyrim and you know it's VR. Even then, like Skyrim regular like normal price is like twenty bucks is what it hovers around, right? 
like, like for new? Yeah, new twenty yeah, probably, thirty bucks somewhere. Probably. I'll be anyone selling Skyrim mm-hmm. anymore unless that you buying it on the Switch. Well, for a time there, like I, I was trying to get a physical copy of Skyrim, and it was hard to get by at GameStop and at what's it called another store. Yeah. So I had to go through like Facebook Market, and they were going like twenty bucks used. Okay. So yeah, and I actually ended up getting one for ten dollars off of someone. Out like in the sticks of sent like elodies or something like that. I've never been all the way out there. I was, <laughs> I was scared I wasn't gonna get like abducted or something. That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's That's just. Funny. Oh man, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> talking about Skyrim. Skyrim. How scarce right, it yeah, was for a while. How scarce it was for a while, but it's. No, what were we talking about before that? Like, what? How do we games get... dropping? Games dropping in price. Yeah, because of the whole next gen. Oh yeah, um, and GameStop <laughs> decline, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, man, I like completely lost my train of thought. Joke away. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I really gotta go make that appointment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just 2019 was definitely the holiday before mm-hmm. the new consoles came out, and I mean, I remember I wasn't working at GameStop, but whenever the PS4 holiday season, whenever it first released. It was still, like, big. Black Friday was still big. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it yeah. was still busy. I remember going to, to GameStops because I used to be one of those wake up at 4 in the morning to go Black Friday shopping just because it's exciting. doesn't yeah. mean I'm going to get anything. I just want to see if I can snag a deal or or maybe record somebody fighting. Uh, <laughs> <Such>. but, <laughs> but what's it called? That 2019 holiday season before the new consoles released, it was it was bleak. It was just yeah, it, it was like nothing I'd ever seen at any retail store ever. Because I worked Best Buy retail too during Black Friday, and it, it's just like I don't know. It was you could just to me that was one of the one of the things that made me think I need to either ride this out to the end or start planning. Or something in yeah. the future because this is this is not going to be here forever. GameStop just GameStop is is dying. You know, it was, it was really dude. sad to me because we're gonna miss it. Like it's really it was really sad to me because I've grown up with GameStop. My like as far as I can remember, like where would I go get a video game? GameStop or, or EB Games whenever they were still around mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so like there's a lot, definitely a lot of nostalgia to it. Like. I am sad to see it go. Yeah. And it and I am going to miss it and I do miss it now. It's still like I don't I'm not working there, but it's like it's sad the way that it's happening. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the blunders that they've had with the the pandemic um just did not m- paint a pretty picture for them. That's the way they were going to go. You know what I mean? So it's just it's sad to see them go. But with this new CEO person, I'm hoping he does take them to maybe it's not going to completely die, but it's going to be a different way that we're going to see GameStop. You know what I mean? True, true. So, I mean, I, yeah, like I said, just to cut this thing off, like with this bad PR, I mean, it's not really, oh, you can't really blame GameStop for this one, actually. <laughs> it's I not their fault. I'm pretty sure people. That don't really understand what's going on. They're seeing this and thinking, "Hey, it's gonna make it. Let me go the buy people it." People keep GameStop saying GameStop, you know. GameStop, yeah, GameStop, and, GameStop. and so it's like that name is out there. People are hearing it, and so maybe if you've never been into a GameStop, you're gonna go into one now to see what it's all about. Yeah, and then you're gonna be disappointed. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sorry. I Hayden, found but... all these gifts online for like half off. <laughs> it's true. Believe me. I don't know. There's times when I pick up my phone codes and I'm like, I kill some time. And I'm like, yeah, I can get all these games brand new and half the price. <laughs> Almost. I, Not all of them, but I think most times when I go shopping anywhere, it's mostly to um, see how much it's going to be on Amazon. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I start benchmarking your prices. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Scanning <laughs> barcodes. Oh, I can yes. get it for, for cheaper oh, here. Another yeah. one here. Yeah, exactly. It's just I just want to see an actual physical uh, version of this thing to see if yeah. I really want to make the the purchase online. Yeah. So I mean. Growing up, and like I say, it was whole nostalgia of going and buying games and stuff. And, and you know, with the whole, like, since PlayStation started, I think since the whole, I think since PlayStation 2 started, that's where people started going and lo- looking for games. Because I, I don't think you couldn't pre-order anything until, like, 2000, until PS3 really came out, right? That's when I, you could I start pre-ordering I think it was, like, games. the end of PS2, yeah. even the PS3. Because yeah. I got my first, my first PlayStation was a PS2. Yeah. And it was through GameStop. And, um... What's it called? I remember going and trading in like old games. I had like Nintendo 64 games. Actually, yeah. the first thing I did was I didn't buy a PlayStation 2 initially. I bought a Dreamcast at GameStop. Yeah. And I wasn't a really informed person at that moment. Like, I, this was, uh, what year was this? I can't remember, but I think I was still in high school. And uh, what's it called? the i didn't really have access to the internet we didn't have phones like we do now where we just google something real quick and see what's going on why the price drop i just remember i was working i had a little bit of extra cash and i could buy my first console on my because at that time my mom like she's still been against and still is against video games like she still can't believe i'm nearly 40 and i still play video games (laughs) you know what i mean and i tell her would you rather me yeah and uh, would you rather me be have this addiction or be addicted to crack. I was like, you make the choice. That's because... pretty extreme. <laughs> like, yes, it's, it's a false dichotomy. I understand. It's this or that. That's very but... <laughs> I, I, I understand. And, and I'm going to guarantee you the games are going to be cheaper than crack. Well, well, it's stuff I buy. I buy probably think I'd rather fucking smoke crack than buy my collector editions. <laughs> But like, yeah, at that time I was, I had the money, like she had told me, like, if you're going to buy video games, you have to buy them with your own money from now on, because I'm not going to buy video games for you anymore. So I had the money and Dreamcast had just dropped to like a hundred bucks rather than 200, what it was. Little did I know that it was because it was pretty much a dead system, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so I bought a Dreamcast. That was my first console that I bought with my own money and uh, played it, loved it, and then there was nothing for it. I was like, there's no games for <laughs> this thing. Really What's true. going on? Yeah. Just laugh at and you. so finally I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a PS2 instead. Yeah. And so I remember taking the Dreamcast and some other games that I had, trading them all in and buying a PS2 from GameStop. And at the time, like, cause I would definitely remember them asking me to pre-order something that pre-orders weren't something that was, yeah. that was common. And I think they were one of the first ones to start pre-order. Like, have that um business model of pre-ordering stuff Mm -hmm. um so it's it's definitely i don't know why we got to this part but like (laughs) like i'm having trouble following my own conversation (laughs) but yeah it's it, it really was it really did set the what's it called set the standard yeah for a lot of how uh video game businesses were run 
and it's unfortunate that it's going to be it's going to be going away and the way that it's going you know the way that yeah. it's going away so i guess the reason why i was kind of backtracking on this is because i guess more talking about like more like nostalgia and stuff like that on on games that we that we love playing that we loved playing but wish we could replay again but like if, if it, it didn't exist in our mind like like for me, my my top three. I mean, I have like top ten or top five games of PS3, PS4, PS5 games. But I think PS5 right now already. Well, <laughs> never mind. Okay, <laughs> PS4. Oops. PS4 is probably the the con- the most gameplay I ever played on the console for PlayStation ever. But for number one on my list would definitely be God of War because I remember my friends watching my friends play the other previous oh, titles. And it wasn't that impressive. I mean, it was just like, yes, it had different camera angles and the fighting scenes were kind of cool, like these big, massive monsters and, and gods you're fighting. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's just very archaic style. Like, you know, I understand. Like, it, it's pretty cool. But it just didn't really pique my interest. And then when I saw the new version, the re- they pretty much remet from the ground up. I was like, what is this? Like, this is amazing storytelling. And it was a continuous shot. There was no cutscenes. It was all just one shot of the game. That that was the thing that was most impressive. And I, if I could wait, I I mean, I want to replay it this year. I, I am going to replay it this year just so I can see the frame rate and see the difference of how play functions on PS5. And I've heard them but great things about it. So that's one of the games I would love to replay, but only for the PS5, you know. That's the one that's just God of War, right? Like yeah, the, yeah. Most the one that came out in 2018. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I was, some... For a while, I was thinking God of War, the very first. Oh, no, I was like, no. I would like to play those again, but maybe the PS3 remastered <laughs> version. So I do mm-hmm. have the original ones for PS2, and it's god-awful. Like, I was playing it on the PS2, PS2. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't do this. This is crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then, uh, of course, the second game would definitely be Horizon Zero Dawn. And that one was kind of hard for me to start first because I got also the copy of uh, Nier Automata uh, from Square Enix. And, and it was kind of, it's become a cult classic, of course. But with Nier, uh, I love the soundtrack and I love the gameplay. But then Horizon was just visually better for me. Mm-hmm. It's just very colorful. The characters, the, the monsters, even the the mechanics of the game. Like it's just some of it I never played. Like the whole cycle thing, cycle wheel of all, your weapons. And yes. Stuff. Like it threw me off a little bit, kind of like Days Gone did. But I got prepared for that, and, and I got better at it too. But yeah, there was a few times where I would like take up a little bit and try to try to choose a different arrow. The the fight another boss or whatever but yeah if i could replay uh, that one of those games it would be that one definitely and and i am i'm gonna play for the ps5 and see how how well it runs on the ps5 and even maybe it's i'm not gonna say enhanced but with the frame rate with a higher frame rate it's gonna look prettier and um my third one it's kind of hard because i i did i did do a top five but i would probably do like what i'm playing right now with spider-man the, mm-hmm. I have the remastered version Spider Man, and so it, it looks a lot prettier and shinier. And, and uh, like, it, I mean, to me, I feel like the mechanics are still the same, but it's just a very huge enhancement because I kind of peeked back and I still have the physical version of Spider Man. Uh, well, it came out a few years ago too, and yeah, you you can see definitely a difference. And and for me, I think those three games just the storytelling. And then the visuals, 
And then also just the idea of replaying them without thinking. Like, there was so many times where I was just like in awe. Like, I would call my wife over, hey, check out this scene. Like, check this out. You know, and she, of course, she like watched me play a little bit more, especially for Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. God of War, she loved God of War. Like, I gave her the console. I have the PlayStation Pro yeah. still. And I tried trading it in for something else. She's like, no, that's my console. <laughs> so uh, it's it's her console now. But but yeah, those are those are definitely the three games I would love to replay. So for me, as I'm hearing you go through this, like I had one pop into my head. I'm gonna save that for, for later. But if it's a game that I could just replay, like if it was my very first time playing it. Now we talked about like going back to that console it was in or having it like this is a new game and it's for PS5 and we've never played it before. No, it could be anything. Okay, cool. Like, so if I could erase my memories of certain games that I could replay, like if it was my very first time playing it again, um, I agree with your Horizon Zero Dawn. Like We're going to share that on our list, so mine's probably going to have four. I'm not counting that one, but I did yeah. love that because it was, it was a good, awesome story to it. Um, mm-hmm. The mechanics of the gameplay were amazing. And uh, to me, like, I'm really heavy on the story that a game tells me. Yeah. And that just kept my interest the whole time. Like, the reason I kept playing is because I want to know what happened. Yeah. yeah. I want to know why this happened. Now you left me at this cliffhanger. So I need to keep playing to find out why that happened, too. Yeah, definitely. So that's what I loved about Horizon Zero Dawn. And if I could have that emotion... Again, mm-hmm. definitely, I would, I would, it would be on my list. So my actual list, though, <laughs> cheater, <laughs> um, is the very first one I'm going to say, which is one that I still love and I haven't played since because I just, you know, I hate adulting. But is Ico or Ico? I don't know how to say I C O. Ico. Did you ever play Ico? Never heard of it. You never heard of it? Oh, okay. So it's from the same people that made like. Um, at the Colossus, okay, um, and the other one with the big monster thing. Uh, Ico was the first game from that the, that group of people. I think it's the same people because it's the same kind of style. And uh, I love that game so much because it was so simplistic. Like you basically ran around as a kid with the horns. Mm-hmm. Um, the fighting mechanics weren't weren't anything to be amazed by. It was just basically he had a stick and he would fight off the things mm-hmm. and you're trying to i guess you would s- trying to save this princess from this and you're you're basically get, grabbing her by the hand come over here and it was heavy on puzzles but mm-hmm. the visuals for it was ps2 back then and i remember thinking oh my god this looks so amazing like the cinematography the visuals of ico were just to me were amazing like yeah. it was just they created this huge world of you were in and uh it was just amazing to just play it and solve those puzzles and see how every little thing that you did led you to the next puzzle yeah and um there was no there was no uh what's that called when people talk dialogue dialogue <laughs> there was no dialogue it was basically Most of these yeah, dialogue either. they don't have any yeah. dialogue in the game but like it's still was so effective in telling a story. Mm-hmm. There was, of course, a lot of speculation. How do you get there? Or what's going to happen after that? But that, to me, like, it's a short game, too, was one of my favorite playthroughs ever. And if I could have that same mm-hmm. emotion when I first played it, that would be an amazing thing to be able to accomplish. So I go. And along the same lines is, of course, Shadow of the Colossus, which is along the same kind of 
style yeah. of Ico. No dialogue, just gameplay. And it's really simple gameplay. It's not anything that's you have to put in this combination of, of movements to be able to get something done. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. No, yeah. it's not nothing like that. Of, of course, that's the code, not, a, not anything else. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like that was another one that to me, it was just visually amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was what, on PS2. And I know they've made remakes with updated graphics, which I am still like I it's on my queue to play. It's one of those that I, I really would like to experience once again for the very first time. Now I'm torn because he said three. Yeah. So, and I know initially I told you one of them, but I'm actually like, as you were talking, it brought up another one that I thought about. That was one of the very first games I played on my PS3. And uh, it was Heavenly Sword. That game you, brings up a lot of memories of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I never got into that game, but I've heard great it stuff about it. It is an awesome game. It's a hack and slash kind yeah. of one, but it's... It's a very rewarding hack and slash because at that time it was like playing a movie. Like it, it had the the like the different camera angles, the slow motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the first ones because I think the PS3 was the first one that had the the six access kind of deal where you move the controller and you can do stuff on the screen with the mm-hmm. controller. So it was one of the first games that I played that would make use of that. Like whenever she would shoot an arrow, it would do like the slow mo thing, and you would pretty much oh, wow. maneuver the arrow through the air to get to the, the target. Um, that game was another short game. I guess I don't have a very good attention span. <laughs> but it told an awesome and amazing story. And I'm surprised that I don't know if there are any sequels to it. I don't think there there are any. But I'm I'm amazed that it hasn't been remade. There has not been a sequel to it. It just made the game. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And that's all I have. <laughs> You know, I know what I mean? they created the Heavenly Sword. There's another game that came out recently that was from the same developers of Heavenly Sword. I forgot which one. I mean, it's probably the same style. I, I just totally forgot. But mm-hmm. I remember Heavenly Sword was like a lot of fan favorites, yes, especially for that's PS3. A, that's a really good one. It's, now it's, was it exclusive PS3? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. as far as that, maybe they've like now it's ported over to other stuff. But like, yeah. at that time, it was an exclusive to PlayStation Three, as far as I know. I mean, Google this real quick. Yeah, like for me, I always missed. I call it the golden age of gaming mm-hmm. from like 2007 to 2009 because there's so many franchises that came out, like like Mass Effect, Biohazard. Mass Effect. Is it Biohazard or Bio? The one where they like, like a Bio. The big monster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Biohazard. Okay, Biohazard. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, then also Uncharted, Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. Dead Space. Oh, man. There's... Dead Space. That's not. Yeah. That, I mean, was that exclusive to PS3 at the beginning, wasn't it? Or I can't say for sure. I, I can't say for sure, 100%. Because I, I've been trying to find a sealed copy of the very first version. And I don't see it for, for anyone else but PlayStation 3. I think but... they did port them over to like Xbox eventually. <clears throat> yeah, eventually. Mm-hmm. I think they did. So it says Heavenly Sword was developed by Ninja Theory and released originally in 2007. There, Ninja Theory. Exclusively for the PS3. So. And Ninja Theory, that was actually when when uh, Hellblade came, first mm-hmm. came out. It only came out digitally through Ninja Theory, and it was exclusive for PlayStation for the first year or so. And then Microsoft got it. And then also for PC. And then after a year or so settled... Microsoft decided to buy out Ninja Theory, and I was so upset. 
Because I thought that would be like the perfect. Because the, the way they told stories, it's not a multiplayer game. And not some like, you know, like crazy online game. It's not. It's just a great story. And PlayStation, they're known for getting stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just disappointed that they didn't jump on Ninja Theory. Because I feel like, I hope Microsoft doesn't morph them into, oh, microtransactions or or do online gaming or or let's do a, a you know you know like a battle royale or whatever. I, <laughs> I, I hope Ninja. I hope they just help Ninja Theory to get bigger and make more special games. And because that that's a really cool company. I feel like the next ten years they could be like the next uh, Naughty Dog. Hmm. I to me, I feel like it just depends on on how well they develop their games. But I've seen some. I've seen some uh, snips of of Hellblade Two, and it looks pretty impressive. And I, I don't think they're gonna revert into doing some like online, like Anthem or something. Like that. No. Yeah, Anthem was not great. <laughs> At least I don't think it was. Um, <coughs> I think one that I know I'm going beyond the three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking. <laughs> um, and it's gonna sound pretty weird, but. I actually would love to have that experience once again of playing it through for the very, very first time because it's at when it came out to me, it was an amazing game. Call of Duty. Okay. Like first person shooter. And um, it's just, it's to me, it was a, a, a pretty good, a pretty good game. Call of Duty. Like yeah. it, it, not what it is now, but what it was when it first started, it was really um, groundbreaking, I would say, mm-hmm. in first-person shooters kind of deal. You know what I mean? It was like that's the style that most people have taken after is yeah. the style of Call of Duty. And I remember playing through it, and it was there was a story to it. It wasn't just now what it is, battle yeah. royale and multiplayer and a ten-year-old kid cussing at you online because you <laughs> suck. I mean, that's what I heard happen. Not that that happens to me. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> So that was actually a, a really good one when it first came out. And that was on PS2, wasn't it? That I can't say for sure. Mm, I, I can't. So. I didn't follow see. Call of Duty. But yeah, if, if for me, like for replaying, I'm all trying to one-up you. <laughs> yeah. um, is, and I got it for the PS3, was Arkham Asylum. Batman. If it mm-hmm. was not for Arkham Asylum, I would never have the confidence to play those how those type of games because all I did was play Madden, triple play, or or some just like random games here and there, and that's it. If it wasn't for Arkham Asylum, I would never try Dead Island. I would never try Arkham City. I would never try Skyrim. I would never try Assassin's Creed Three, and so on. You know, like so after Arkham Asylum, I thought because believe me, there was times there was missions where like. I had like this anxiety of like after I after I killed all these guys <laughs> or not killed them but knocked them out without getting noticed. I was like I had to take like a ten minute break because I was just like I can't do this. This is like crazy, <laughs> and uh, and that game was so fascinating. And I still replay it. They did uh, they remastered it a few years back, and I, I have it and I replayed it. And I didn't I hundred percent I didn't hundred percent it because those Joker those, those Riddler fucking. Uh, question marks are just like annoying. <laughs> Part two was even crazier because they had freaking uh, Catwoman trophies too, or the Riddler trophies. I'm like, nah, I'm good. But <laughs> but anyway, so uh, yeah, 
I think I'm gonna have to backtrack on mine. <laughs> Call of Duty. Because no, uh, now that I think about it, I don't think it was an exclusive, so it does it can't count towards it. Right. So, and it was PS3. I did Google it. It was PS3. Yeah. Was when it first came out. I don't think I can one up you on this one. <laughs> I'll get back to one day. Final I know. Fan- uh, no, Final Fantasy X. Oh like that yeah, one. that one is super long. They all are <laughs> super like that was the first Final Fantasy game I had ever played, and actually the only Final Fantasy game I've ever played yeah. is Final Fantasy X. That was my first dipping my toes into Final Fantasy, and and I loved it. Like I, I, I was, I am still kind of a big RPG person. I, like I love the role playing games. The turnstile is more of the my kind of deal because yeah. it lets me think on what my next move can be rather than the real time turn kind of oh. deal. I just it gives me way too anxiety when it's the real time. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so that was yeah, that what to me was it was the graphics were great. I think it was PS2. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm have to Google that, but I think it was PS2, and the graphics were were amazing on that. Most of the Square Enix uh, games are pretty yeah. nice. And then like the story was good. Like it it was a lot of like cinematic cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Like whenever you beat the boss, it goes into a cinematic scene, and it's like freaking Hollywood. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. And so it it just really it had a lot of emotion to it too. And so I, I really, I love that game. That's the first one. I know a lot of people talk about Final Fantasy VII. I never played Final Fantasy VII. I hear it's really good. But Final Fantasy X. Yeah, Final Fantasy X. And that was an exclusive for PS whatever it's on. Three? So, or three? Two. Three or two? two. I'm, I'm going to have to. So up. I guess it would be a pretty good smooth transition. We like to do this most of every episode now. We do the trophy hunting. And I've found one that I think everyone can actually complete and actually get a trophy or get a platinum trophy this year. And it's called My Name is Mayo Part 2. <laughs> it's only 99 cents in the PlayStation Store. It just came out recently. And actually, I was just giving my friend crap about it because he, I saw him on his uh, on his dashboard and he's playing that game. And of course, it's only 99 cents. It's a, it's a little puzzle game. It's really simple. You can probably finish it within like 20 minutes. 30 minutes, you know, game. I think it's only one playthrough. And they might have made it a little more complicated. I have no idea. But but it doesn't look like it because if you go to uh, psnprofiles.com, like we always do, mm-hmm. for all our trophy content and, and all the other good stuff, and you should go there too, there's about maybe 16,000 owners right now recently that are logged into PSN Profiles that are playing it. Um the achievers for platinum trophies was ninety eight percent. Wow! So for a game like that, there were only about maybe a hundred and seventy short. So I'm not sure about those hundred and seventy people. Maybe their attention span is like really bad. But it's something that you could probably play within an hour because that's what <laughs> happened to me for the first time. My name is so, Mayo, right? And go bank it ninety nine cents. If you like platinum trophies, ninety nine cents is worth it. So. Average completion is ninety nine percent, and I think there's is this, about is this a sequel to it? You said, or is this? Huh? Yeah, it's actually a sequel to it. Oh wait, they said my name is Mayo. Three games. There's three versions of it. I don't think. I think it's probably for. You can only play on the PS4 too. Also, so it's it's you can't do it on the PS5. But I mean, like I said, if you love trophies, you get fifty one trophies. Move up your PSN level instead of uh, trophy count now. 
So you got 51 trophies that are pretty easy. It's 1,300. You played the first one, right? Yeah. And so they're on to the second one. So there's two. 1,350 points you get to your gamer level. So if you need, if you're, right, if you're a little short and you need someone to pad your stats, definitely get that for 99 cents. <laughs> Apparently, like I say, it's just a puzzle game. It's very short. There's also one for the Vita, too, for the very first part. And about 98%. Actually, the PS4 has the lowest, 97%. I don't know what happened there, but anyway, like people each getting one's... their PS fives. <laughs> <laughs> now, but like I said, that's 153 trophies right there. You can get to add on to your your PlayStation account. So, like I said, pretty short and simple. You usually we usually get into it, but like I said, this game is just a puzzle game. You know, so you just flip cards, and I, don't, I forgot how I played it, but it, it's just it's not really that complicated. So. Like I said, check it out. Nine nine cents. My name is Mayo. Part two. Go get it. Well, I'm now gonna check out part one and then part two. It's only a dollar each. Yeah, it's only a dollar. So I mean, like I said, like another transition to our deals uh, for PlayStation right now, and they still have the seventy five percent off, and then I mean, they have the ones under twenty. I think they're gonna keep that deal now for throughout the year. But because uh, I've seen it since like since October of last year, they keep a lot of games under twenty dollars. And uh, so this time it's seventy five percent off. I did see that they have one game for under twenty dollars is Ghost Recon, but the Gold Edition. It's a ninety nine dollar game, a hundred dollar game. It used okay. to be a hundred dollar game like two years ago or a year and a half ago. <laughs> um, it's nineteen ninety nine. It comes with the the one year pass. It comes with two DLC missions and extra content for your your uh, creative person. Like I think you get like patches and other attributes and stuff like that so it's not too bad and the one i gave up earlier was skyrim vr for $17.99 and it was originally for $59.99 so that one i'm gonna hold off i'm gonna buy that for my wife and maybe for myself i might just dabble with it a little bit you got a vr headset yeah oh okay i've had it for about a year a little more than a year now i've only played a little bit so i still have the first version of it the first headset i got the second gen version yeah, it took me a while to get it because the first first one I bought it from was from a pawn shop, and they had it was weird. It was it was the first gen headset, but it had the second gen Cables, box. Yeah, and I don't know what happened there. Of course, it didn't work. It's a pawn shop. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they and they never even tested it. It pissed me off. Sometimes you find gems at those pawn shops. They you don't do. know. They, they don't know what they have. Like I don't know what this is, so it's going to be ten bucks. It's like, oh my gosh, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. And then I checked out the seventy five percent off sections, and most of them I already have, so I, I can't I can't find the original price. It's all purchased. <laughs> a lot of them are from the PlayStation Plus ownership too, because I recognize some of those games that were available for PlayStation Plus owners, and I already have. But I did find one gem that I think everyone would appreciate. Tomb Raider. Defense yes. Editions. You told me about it earlier. And I That's already have it. I think it's already done downloading. <laughs> it's only, what, two ninety nine yeah. right now? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, if you got Shadow of Tomb Raider last month, or technically you can still get Shadow of Tomb Raider for free. Right if now, you have a yeah. PlayStation Plus owner. I think uh, this Wednesday it should stop. Because then the, the new games come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually did buy that Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Is that what it's called? No, mm-hmm. uh, Tomb Raider Definitive oh. Edition, sorry. Uh, now I have the trilogy because Shadow of the Tomb Raider and the third one. Dude, I, I'm having trouble remembering <laughs> these names. But the two Rise, and, of, Rise, of, Rise of the Tomb Raider, the yeah. yeah. They were both on PlayStation Plus, so I got those through yeah. PlayStation Plus. Mm-hmm. And so all I needed was uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition and 
I almost bought it for 20 bucks last month or since last time that we were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I waited and I've only paid $2.99 for it. So now that completes the trilogy there. And now I have zero excuses as to why I should start playing. That's why I'm kind of skeptical of Skyrim <laughs> because it's for $17.99 right now. I'm thinking, what's happening? Like, I have a feeling one day, sometime later this year, they're going to give it away for free. Have they ever? They've never have, right? No. Well, there's a trend now. I mean, with PlayStation, like, I feel like they're giving away VR games almost every every month. I'm sure but... there's somebody out there that has, like, an Excel sheet somewhere that's, like, game release went on discount and then went free on. on yeah. Uh, so there's probably, like, a little... But this is the first time I ever saw it this low vr yeah so i'm definitely gonna jump on it even if i play like two or three times it's still worth the money because i know my wife she loves those happy games and and she always wanted to mess with vr but the thing is i just set the vr up in my in my uh office i don't know if i want to unhook everything (laughs) it's not too complicated but i have a perfect perfectly set up right now totally want to get like another room or move to somewhere that have a second room and make it a VR room to where I'm not going to use the the green screen. I would paint the walls like the green screen color. Oh, okay. And then have good lighting, be able to do VR there so I can uh, stream VR. Well, the good thing about VR is, compared to the Kinect, is that the Kinect you have to actually have enough room to use it. I think you can kind of modify it. You can kind of scale it down your room area. Mm-hmm. But for VR, it, it syncs really well. Like, you could be, like, super close to the TV or to your system and just resync it through the headset yeah. for how you do it. You resync it, and you're you're fine. I think the, the least amount, I think it's, like, because I have my setup in my room. And I had the VR, and I've actually streamed VR from there. And I don't know how you, if you've seen how close I sit to my screen whenever mm-hmm. I stream. Like, that's basically how close I sit whenever I did uh, VR. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be maybe, like, at arm's length. Your oh, camera. Okay. And then your out. camera will, like, as long as it's capturing all the lights on your headset. Yeah. I might have to go, like, a little bit further back. But it, it's, it really doesn't require a lot of room. Yeah, you so. see my office, like, how my desk yeah. set up. I think that's sufficient. Mm-hmm. What I need is an omnidirectional trend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, have rig and stuff. Like yeah. I eventually, dude. I, a I, Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> I just want to be alive to when it's like to the level of Ready Player One virtual reality. <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet. Well, we I don't know be. what the whole. We will be. Yeah, give it about a, 10 a years. decade. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be old. <laughs> you still play. Whatever. I'm I, playing. I'm, I'm playing, playing until I die. I'm playing. Yeah, I'm exactly. gonna ride until I die. Mm-hmm. That's how I we had to, you know to rip that controller for me or my my mouse from buying other collector editions. Sell, 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 sell. Oh my gosh! Hey, the guy. She woke up. My dog woke up. I thought she was dead for a while. I was really I, worried. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? I'm not gonna turn around, and get distracted. Well, because like I like, looked over dog. there and uh, she was sleeping with her eyes open. I was like, is she breathing? <laughs> so almost, oh, I almost gosh. stopped the podcast and be like, I, I know, gotta check out my dog. Gonna... Oh, Ricky. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so we already exposed ourselves that we're bad pet owners. So <laughs> hope you still listen to our podcast. No, I'm kidding. Uh, she's spoiled. She's spoiled. Right. So that's pretty much it. I think this is pretty much what we have to yeah, talk about. Um, and I'm glad, you know, we were able to discuss our favorite games, you know, hopefully within the next few episodes down the road. We'll talk about more stuff about nostalgia and other stuff, you know. 
because it's always good to talk about you know older games appreciate that type of stuff and you know my wife's like whatever <laughs> she's like so it's nice to vent out and talk to somebody about that stuff yes so. it is it really is yeah games are just amazing to me like i love video games mm-hmm. it's just such an art form that it's underappreciated by the general public like um that people don't see it as art to me it's a, it really is an art form because i guess what they focus on is like the maturity level of some of these games. Oh, yeah. they're, they're shooting people. They're doing this. They're killing people. They're having sex with aliens whenever Mass Effect first came out. <laughs> uh, and it, it's just like, can you like back up for a bit and take the whole picture in rather than just yeah. one aspect of this art form? You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm acting more of a boomer, but like, I know like multiplayer, I've never got into it. Even though I was like in my early 20s, mid 20s, I never got into multiplayer games. I just didn't like the fact. I just wanted to be immersed into just a great story. And I haven't. I still haven't found a great multiplayer game, like a hundred percent multiplayer game that had a really, really good story. I mean, I know there's a few out there probably, but for for my interest, like online multiplayer or just multiplayer like couch co-op or just like online straight up like you know Xbox Live, you know or PS. PlayStation, you know, Have I know they, Destiny. They're they're doing their best. It was so because I remember they're they're shitting all over them about, it was about so how rich. there was no story for the very first one. But after the other DLCs were coming out, they 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 were pretty much trying to influence you to play the more game more because of the story. Like, but like again, I I just don't like online playing because I don't like being forced to have to play a certain part of the game. I like to play it on my own time. And like the great example was Division. When I was playing Division, I played on a PS4. It was one of my very first, not very first games, but like first game that I really didn't complete because the online experience. I just could not do it because, I mean, I would I would actually meet random people and we would play and then we'd play for like six, four or five hours and then we'd become friends. And then and then a week later, I'd come back, jump back on and see if he wants to play. And I know a week sounds forever. And he was already like level oh. 32 and I was still like level nine. Yeah. I was like, holy crap. I think the one that are really kind of had a story to it, yeah, it does, but it just kind of gets out of your hand if you if you didn't play it right from the beginning was uh, Elder Scroll Online. Like, it's got a good story to it, oh, but, really? like, trying to team up with people, like, if you're just starting now, it's just, it's really hard to level up. It really is. It's, I just didn't like, I didn't get into it because those, all those MMOs, like, I just feel like... When I was playing, I got it for my wife. It was like for ten bucks, mm-hmm. and you know, I thought it was a great deal. And when we were playing it, or she was playing it, it just felt like it was like a knockoff version of Skyrim. Like the characters didn't look as detailed. It was very simplistic. That for me, just for me, the way the gameplay was, it felt like something almost like you're playing on a on a on a phone or something like that. <laughs> and that's why I lost interest quick because it just felt like you're just going running around. There's one game I bought for my wife and I, and we never got to really play it a lot. It was Black Desert. I don't think I played that one. I, I didn't play Black that. Desert, and it looked really cool. Like the the cutscenes looked amazing, but when we start playing it, it's like mm, <laughs> I don't know. It looked okay, but we got really st- we we couldn't even play together. Like I was trying to I created my guy, and she created her person, and we couldn't really find the area to play. Maybe like I said. You know, we had two experiences on multiplayer, so we, there's probably a way to do it, and there should have been a way to do it. And I was kind of, I was kind of disappointed because it was only like I only spent like fourteen bucks or fifteen bucks on the game each mm-hmm. of us. So, 
And I heard it's still a great game. Like they're still releasing. They actually released the physical version of it because it was only digital at the time. But yeah, multiplayer is not for me. I'm all single player. I think I, the only multiplayer play is like I haven't played it in months now. But it's like Call of Duty, like Warzone and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Apex is actually really good too. I never jumped on Apex. You should try it. It's free. That's yeah. the, the great thing. I, like I tried Warframe. For I like being a free game, it's really, really good for being a free game. And I need to get back into Apex. Apex is just is something else. I love it. Um, it. It got overshadowed by Warzone when Warzone came out. So, mm-hmm. But actually, last night, my cousin was texting me because he got a PS5 finally. And I was like, all right. Oh, nice. It's about time. So, uh, But he wants to play like, hey, when are you going to get back up on Warzone? I used to play with them all the time, so I might, <laughs> I might do that today. So, but if I don't play Hello Kitty Island first. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're going to wrap this up. And thanks again for checking our episode. And this should be up on Monday. 